the Lord just had me listen to the aunt of the young man who was killed. Jesus is brokenhearted. because they have not fully realized how much they matter to God. In 2001 or 2002, God said to me, all that matters is where God is. And it led my journey into and through challenges, very dark days. And it helped me discern make choices and let go of things. When I wasn't sure what to choose. We cannot live on a hair trigger where the entire nation is held captive. Every time someone among 300 million does something that they should not do. knowingly or unknowingly, mistakenly or intentionally, overtly or covertly. The peace of the nation has to run deeper than the activities of the people in the nation.
combination. is broken. Where there is no care for the heart of a nation. There's so much anxiety. There's so much depression. There are so many extremes within people's heads and hearts and homes. It's a miracle that we have come through as much as we've come through. But in order to get through and overcome, in order for us to have rest, in the midst of people being people and the world's injuries showing themselves. In ways that don't feel bearable. We have to be anchored in someone other than humanity. When you hear people cry out for change, they're demanding that there be movement in the hearts of other people. And legal changes can happen. And sometimes there's an accumulation to such a degree that people wake up from a dullness and pay attention. But reaching people's hearts is no easy feat. And it's hard to stay available and to care about somebody else when you feel like people 
or stomping or kicking or spitting in your direction or in the direction of people that you care about or in the direction of things that matter to you. This is true of every group. Every group. Whatever group you believe that you belong to, whatever you call your tribe, whatever house you live under, and in, you want to believe that it matters. And as we look at the way that we live, we know whether we are living like we matter. And if we're not, nine times out of ten, it's because we have received messages from outside ourselves that we don't matter. What's higher than those messages and what's higher than our fumbling and failing and flailing around and how we journey for ourselves is the truth It's not easy to see that we're in the last days. It's easy to see how we feel. But the coldness and the pain are not just like signals. They're like weather patterns. Like clouds gathering. And what can we do? We are taught to with everything that we are and have. Hold on to the truth. We want people to be better. We want to be better. But God wants us to say his name and believe that we cannot be better and we are not better without him, his presence, his path, his provision, who he is, what he's saying, what he's telling us. But when we trust in him, and we let go 
of making sure for ourselves what we feel has to happen or what we need. Our dependence on him pleases him so much. It doesn't make sense to our logic because logic tells you do something, say something, make it stop, make it start. But beloved, this is the scheme of the enemy of all of our souls. It's not a new way of doing it. It's always been to cause us to self-destruct, for people to self-destruct individually, and for people to not be united, but to destroy each other. And that's not just through violence, just hurting people's feelings, just not caring, just having no heart for them. And I'm not talking about what they receive, what they know. I'm talking about where we come from. You can't control what somebody else is thinking and feeling. But the space you occupy while you are here, you are able gifted to take up this space, to own this space. And no matter what, to believe, to believe beyond your experience, to believe beyond your senses, to believe beyond what you're hearing from the world. This is the walk that we are on and every time you feel a push or a pull or a poke or a, a pain individually or on behalf of somebody else we ask the Lord how do you want me to respond to this we ask the Lord Father God, heal me. I'm hurting. Please help me. We ask the Lord. We seek from him. We knock. And he always answers. Our God is faithful and insisting that the world be faithful is like hitting our heads against a wall, walking right into it. It hurts so much when someone acts a certain way that seems to say, you don't matter, I don't care, forget you. You're forgotten already. I remember as a child hearing people say that, and I don't remember the situations. 
but I remember kids. Passionately trying to convince one another that they didn't matter. Trying to exercise that kind of power. Well, beloved, expose the devil, expose his deeds. That power is not real power. The power that moves mountains is faith. The power that saves souls is mercy. And trust in the Lord. The power that brings creation out of corruption is love. And in Christ Jesus, you have that power for every conversation, for every day at work, for all the thoughts running through your head, for all of the feelings. desire or the things that you have been believing when you hold on to Jesus when Christ is what you are clinging to whatever is not him falls off of you and no longer weighs down your journey or confuses you when you need to go straight forward are set aright in the Lord and the flood is not water like we know it from Genesis 6 this is a flood of humanity of people peopling being in ways that feel like misuses of themselves and one another in this hour beloved be a vessel of hope and mercy wherever your boat is or goes recognize Jesus is in you to deliver himself to those around you. Whether you say a word or not, God has ways of administering his son and getting his word out. Ask the Holy Spirit. Ask Father God, Father God, how would you have me respond? Let him direct your paths. Because in our own understanding, we would do and say and think and feel and go in ways that are not 
the best and do not lead to life. You are a light of the world. You are help for the hurting. And do you minister reconciliation where there is brokenness? You are empowered to restore and to repair. Not just to see healing, but to deliver it. Not just to pray for peace, but to bring it. You're a peacemaker. And believing that in certain times may be very, very hard. But only at a certain level. God has been training his people to rise. Rise. What is that activity rising? I want you to imagine yourself as a boat traveling through life right now. Your boat could be overwhelmed by waves and storms racking it or your boat could rise above the waves to your natural or old man your natural mind to your old heart to your old will your old spirit your old body you're rising may not make any sense and may seem to you all kinds of things. This is the difference between walking by sight and walking by faith. This is why in the last days, like never before, you go with Jesus whithersoever he leads. God is our stability. God is our peace. He's been teaching us to rise, that our boat not be taken by the waves. Waves that to some don't even seem like waves, right? It's a new kind of war. And yes, the battle is the Lord's, and Jesus has been victorious and overcome. He is now in you that you overcome. Amen. You are living a victory. Amen. You are making God's praise glorious. Amen. You are living a testimony. And our testimony says that what Jesus did on the cross and what he did rising from the grave changed the world. Amen. Saved us. And you may look out to the world and say the world doesn't look saved. That's not what you're living by. You're living by God's direction and his promises. And I'm reminded that just days ago 
in the nation's capital, there was a double rainbow. And I saw it from different angles, pictures that had several of the monuments and buildings covered by this rainbow. Beloved, I feel very strongly from the Lord. This is the time for you to be in your boat. There is the rising, amen, that he has trained us in. And there is also the going in that he has trained us in. Noah sent a dove out to find peace, to find a place to land, to send him through its not coming back. Notice that it was time that he could land. The dove did not find a place to lay her feet. Remember, this is what Jesus said. He had no place to lay his head, right? The world was not a welcoming place for the word of God. Okay? The dove came back. And the Bible says that Noah took the dove in unto himself. There are waves that people are experiencing today that they feel can take them out. There were waves that people experienced when Asian Americans were hurt that they felt could take them out. And there are waves that people have been feeling as a result of waves, right? A ripple effect. Whether they wanted to go out or take people out, right? This is inhospitable to the dove. The dove goes into the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. You find your peace in the Lord. And you find your marching orders from the Lord. You don't argue with an angry man. You don't take vengeance on yourself. You don't despise your enemy. We know these things. We've been told these things for years and decades and centuries and millennia. But as the world suffers contractions, as things that don't last, don't last, it's harder for the flesh, for the carnal, for humanity to be humane. We've all heard about kindness, just be kind right and we all have oil in our lamps we all have a measure of light 
but you've got the, no, you didn't just say that. No, they didn't just do that. Are you kidding me, right? People have their limits. This is why Jesus came. And in a world where there were tetrarchs and chief priests and scribes and Pharisees and structures and institutions and, right, the peace of Rome and ways that things were done and ways that you don't do things and order up to the hilt, God put his word in one man, John the Baptist, who ended up eating locusts and wild honey and wearing a loincloth. God was saying something. He is not a man that he should lie. And he wants us leaning on him and not ourselves or each other because we disappoint. We are not God. We are not meant to idolize one another or make monsters and demons of one another. We are meant to look to God and to hold on to him with all that we have. And this requires a humility to believe that God can be more than what we've seen people be. That God can be better than the experiences we've had. Or even the dreams and nightmares that we've had. We walk by faith. We walk by faith. And this gets us through. Globally, we are billions of people. Billions of souls. Billions of new creations. That all of creation is groaning to come through and show ourselves redeemed. As we are the body, as each of us boats do, as God says, the big boat that we are is settled in the the most unlikely of times. And the peace we bring affects the entire world. Yes, we want details changed. Of course. But we're going to trust God for that change. And only go and only say and only do as he leads. And then we're walking in wisdom. And we are literally claiming him as our father. As he's claiming us as his children. The Bible says anyone who receives Jesus as Lord. Anyone who receives God's word, God's son, has a right. You've got a right. You've got a right to become a child of God. And the children of God can be identified 
by the ones who believe in him and do what he says. We believe in him. We trust in him. And we do what he says. You are loved. And I pray in Jesus' name that as you go through this day and the days to come, that you come back to this recording anytime you need it. And you remind yourself and you rehearse in your own heart who God is. Who does he say he is? God is faithful. And God is able. And God is good. And who are you? And how does he feel about you? What is his intention towards you? You are his child. You are his creation. You are reigning with his word at his right hand in the heavenlies right now. And you are his beloved, his literally the perfect suitable helpmate for his son. Abiding within you as you abide with him, you are locked in, sealed eternally. And some of us may feel like we have been ready for whatever's coming, you know. You might have built a bunker or bought 25 years of food in powder form or, right, gotten yourself armored up in ways that the world would say you've got armor on or got armory, right? But the Lord has been clear that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. He's been clear that we don't war against flesh and blood, but that this is a different kind of war. And I remember someone saying that after 9-11, a pastor said, we are now and henceforth in a different kind of war. And he was calling for no fear. Well, not only do you not have fear, but faith, but growing from that is a miracle and an impossibility in the flesh. It's love. It's unconditional love that comes from an unconditional surrender to God. It's walking like our Father walks. And it's doing as His Son does. And it's trusting and going with His Spirit. Making us wonders on behalf his creation I bless you in the name of Jesus and I pray that in your comings and goings in your eatings and sleepings in your speaking to anyone 
and even in the meditations of your own heart and mind that Christ Jesus is above all and that his peace, not the world's, is your referee and your anchor. And your partner in identity. Bless you.